This week on Moms Moving On. Remember that your kids are looking to you constantly for how to react and how to behave in situations. So if you are walking around the house unhappy and you know somewhere in the back of your mind that there is a better life for you, don't let the fear of your children's future hold you back because your kids are going to know, even if they're two and three years old, they're going to know that something is not right. And they're going to be able, as long as you can cope with this in a healthy way and provide them the resources that they need, they are going to be just fine. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, everyone. We're back with another Moms Moving On. And I'm here to answer some really important questions. The major one being, will my kids be okay in this divorce? The answer is yes, but it's a matter of getting there and understanding what you need to do so that your children can thrive just like you will in your big life change. I've invited none other than Randy Jaffe on the podcast today. She is the founder of Kid Cope Specialists, which is making her a certified child life specialist. And throughout her career working in pediatric hospital settings, she's always had a passion for supporting pediatric patients and their families through challenging experience. Now she gets to turn that and help kids going through major life changes like divorce. She'll tell you a little bit more about herself now. Randy, thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to chat today. I think anybody who can get on the level of our children and see them through what's plaguing them is doing the Lord's work. Of course, I have my daughter in in therapy and I know it's made all the difference for her. So tell us a little bit about like the Randy Jaffe world. Sure. Um, So I previously worked in a hospital setting. I worked at NYU um, in New York City. And like most child life specialists got my start in hospital work. So I would prepare children before they went in for procedures. Um, I would help them to cope with medical experiences. I would, you know, really be by their side through the hospital, through hospitalization or a surgery or any type of experience they were encountering. Um, and most child life specialists, most people don't know what child life is. First of all, they think we're therapists, they think we're social workers, um, but really our job in the hospital setting is to be that go-between between the medical team and the child, kind of acting like the translator. Um, so I'm sorry. I love that. I feel like we can yeah. all do that for everything all the time. A hundred percent. Somebody actually a couple of days ago referred to me as a doula. She was like, you know, you're kind of like a doula for parents, um, you know, post toddlerhood. And I was like, you you know what you're, I never thought of it that way, but that's a great way to describe it. Um, so I gave birth about four years ago to my little girl and I was living in Hoboken, New Jersey. I was planning on going back to working at NYU in the hospital setting. And I started meeting all of these new mom friends and realizing, wow, there's a huge gap in service and I could do this as a private practitioner and help kids not only 
cope with medical and you know dental experiences, but cope with other life challenges. Um, and as a child life specialist, I've seen in the last few years that our world has been expanding and child life specialists are being hired at funeral homes and in the prison system to help prepare children for these huge life transitions and to help them cope with these challenging circumstances. Um, so I've really taken my work, my background in child development and in psychology and applied it to all different life transitions. Um, and I've, I've had this practice for almost four years. And I've worked with families dealing with everything from divorce, as we'll talk about today, to the loss of a loved one, the loss of a pet, moving, starting a new school, separation anxiety, which of course has been huge this year with all the inconsistencies with school. And you know, our, our practices are really a have the ability to be applied to so many different avenues, which is something I've really enjoyed. Well, I think it's amazing because I know for one, I had, as a child, I had such a difficult time adjusting to new settings and no one, I think, you know, at that time thought, well, maybe she needs like a a kid coach specialist to help her through. But now with my own daughter, it's like, I want to do the things for her that weren't done for me. And I realized she has, she's so much more adaptable and resilient than I was. And perhaps it's because I have worked to prepare her for things and, you know, not my divorce because she was two, but in other circumstances, I know the value of letting kids know what to expect. I think so many times as adults, we're like, okay, they just have to fall in line when they're little people too. And, and they deserve a little grace in that regard. So I'm, I love that you're here. I have to pick your brain because one of the most commonly asked questions I get aside from how do I know when it's time to leave my spouse is how do I approach my child and work through the traumatic events of divorce? Yeah. And that really is the key question. I I love that you touched on just now giving kids an opportunity to know what's going on. Because I think our instinct so often as parents is to protect our child. And we think that protecting them is not giving them the information because it's too big. It's too scary. Sometimes I get calls from parents that, you know, oh, my kid is having surgery tomorrow. And I was thinking of just telling her in the morning that we're going to the zoo and we're skipping school. And it's like, you know, that huge, right. my, my sirens go off of like, no, you have to build trust with your child. Um, and honesty is the best policy. So, you know, when you are, preparing your child and when you are just making the decision of when and how to talk about this huge life change for your entire family, it's really important to consider their developmental stage um, and their, their age, of course, and also to make sure you yourself are in a good place to be able to have that conversation. And, you know, so often parents think that their kids, even if they um, know that they've been in not a great situation for, you know, however many months or years, um, and have been fighting with their spouse, they think, oh, they're, you know, my kid doesn't know we don't do it in front of him, or he doesn't hear us fighting or your kid knows more than you think they oh do. My God. And I'm sure you talk about that all the time, right? Yeah. I remember my mom would always like say like, and I made sure you never heard us fight. And I like have <laughs> the clearest memories of sitting at the top of my staircase you know, in my house and they were like downstairs fighting in the kitchen. Of course. Of course I heard it. And kids see so much more than we realize. Exactly. And, you know, 
as much as that might not make someone feel great as a parent in the, in the, before you're preparing to tell your child this huge news, it might be a little comforting to know that maybe they already know things aren't so great, right? Maybe they already have an idea that maybe, you know, you've been, mom and dad have been fighting a lot and, you know, maybe they don't know what the next step is, but they certainly know that things are not as perfect as they could be maybe, right? Or not not perfect, but not as happy. And mom and dad are not being friendly to one another, right? So even kids ages, you know, three and two, three have, are able to really be so perceptive. And I think sometimes as adults, we forget that they have the ability to really read the room and to know what's going on. So that might be comforting to some moms or dads to know that like, oh, okay. So maybe they even know a little bit more. And I have, you know, that's kind of your jumping off point for starting this discussion. So kids ages like zero to three, obviously you're going to, with, with any age group, let me start here. With any age group, we're going to use an honest, straightforward approach. Little detail as possible. We don't need to get into the nitty gritty. We don't need to, you know, poke blame or, you know, give details as to why mom and dad are not going to be living together anymore, are not going to be married. It's really as simple as mom and dad, you know, you might notice they've been, we've been fighting a lot um, or, you know, we've been not talking to each other in not nice ways and we're not being friendly to each other. So we've decided that we're not going to live in the same house anymore. And for a zero to to three-year-old, that's really all they need to know. They're, right. and, they're, and we're going to have two different houses now. And, you know, this age group really is going to be the most adaptable. We know this. You, your, you, your daughter was two when you were divorced. So I'm sure you remember that, you know, the less detail, the better. Um, we don't want to give them too much, right? And then as you get into the toddler age group, the preschool age group of three to five, a little more detail can come out. So we're you know, mom and dad have been fighting. We're not being friendly to each other. We love you, but we're going to be living in two separate houses. And sometimes you'll live with daddy and he'll take care of you. And sometimes you'll live with mommy and I'll take care of you. Um, again, very simple, straightforward explanation. No need for details. Wait for the questions in this age group, three to five. Some questions might be coming and we can talk about what, you know, preparing your answers and also like role, role playing how this whole conversation might go, because of course it's a really important conversation that you and your child are going to probably remember forever, depending on your child's age, but certainly something that if practiced can be a really good opportunity to talk about what's going to happen in the future. And also if, if their child has questions, if your child wants to share their feelings, if you want to share their feelings, this is a great opportunity to validate their feelings. Validate, validate, validate. That is so key. So if your child is feeling scared, angry, upset, anything, you know, you can obviously another part of being a parent is wanting and wanting to protect is to say like, you know, oh, I'm happy. I'm happy. This is going to be great, which there are going to be parts of this that are great. Um, less fighting mom and dad are going to be happier living, living apart. However, we also have to 
validate our children's feelings of fear of the unknown of this big change of also these negative feelings that are, that are coming in. Yeah. Mommy, mommy feels a little bit scared too, because I don't know what's going to happen. And just allowing your kid to know that you feel these negative feelings also, these angry feelings also allows them to, it it normalizes the situation for them and says like, Oh, okay. I'm allowed to feel this way. I'm allowed to feel however I want to feel. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery of results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. One of the things I've avoided so much because I think it was something that wasn't really helpful to me as a kid was this whole like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I hear Mm -hmm. so many people doing that. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, ultimately they will be fine, but they don't know that. And they don't know what it takes to get there and teach me what I need to do to be fine. So what are some activities you suggest that parents and kids can do together? Um, You know, something my daughter has been learning in therapies is really having like better communication at her dad's with him in terms of how she's feeling or more coping mechanisms. So what are some Mm -hmm. activities that you suggest that are, that parents can do with their kids to help them mitigate these feelings? Right. Um, And you know, what's interesting is that while divorce sadly is not all that uncommon, the things that I'm going to suggest for expressing emotions and for, for coping and self-regulating are really the same across the board for any child um, of, you know, different age groups for them to be able to to cope with big feelings because even though obviously divorce is a is a huge life event and change 
we all go through challenges and changes throughout, throughout our life. Right. Um, especially, you know, during, during childhood. So something that I would really recommend for parents who are going through this is to make sure that your child knows that while things are going to change, many of them are also going to stay the same and stay the same forever. We are always going to be your parents. And this is really for that toddler through school, through early school age, age group. Um, obviously teenagers and older, older kids would know this. Um, but just helping them to understand that while things are going to change, there's many things that are going to be the same. We are always going to be your parents. We're always going to support you. We are always going to love you. We're always going to do, we're still going to do these activities, you know, talking through and making sure your kids understand that, like, you're still going to go to dance class on Wednesday and you're still going to go to your same school. And even though you have another house now, that house is only going to be for, you know, the weekends with dad. Um, and making new memories, right? So making new traditions or memories with, you know, that have to do with the divorce, right? So like maybe you have special, maybe you you were always together as a family before, and now it's going to be, wow, this is special mom and, you know, Sally time, or this is special dad and Sally time. And this is something that we're going to do. And you know, a huge part of this is control, right? right? All throughout, all throughout childhood and development, kids grapple with loss of control in certain events. This is a huge loss of control. So the more that they can choose what the activity is, I saw you posted something about going and um, like sharing diet cokes and do, having like a special lunch with your daughter. I loved that because that is like a special. That's a special thing that she chose. She she got to choose the activity and cho- chose. <laughs> Can we just honor the fact sure. that I live in Miami. There's boats and ocean and like all mm-hmm. sorts of amazing activities to do all the time. I'm like, Bella, let's have a, a me and you day. What do you want to do? She's like, I really want a Diet Coke. And I'm like, what? I, I, I love Diet Coke. It's, it's, it's a great choice. But that for her, like, you know, everyone's doing these yesterday things right now. Like that yes. was her version of yesterday. And she felt so good deciding, you know, where we were going to go and how we were going to do it and what we were going to wear. Like my child loves control. It's like not a secret at all. And I'm, I'm happy you're talking about that because if you ask the older generation, they say, oh, kids shouldn't have a right to choose. They're kids. You tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they grow up into these like anxious, like spiraling out of control. And, (laughs) and that's where I think it's so important that we realize that just because something was done a certain way for us, doesn't mean it's necessarily the best way for our kids. Absolutely. And, you know, kids of divorce, they don't get to choose necessarily, unless they're a little bit older, they're not choosing their schedule when they get to go to be with mom, when they get to go to be with dad, they don't necessarily get to choose where their two houses are, right? Most of us don't get to as kids choose our house, but there are so many things that they didn't choose for their parents to get divorced, right? So finding an activity and something that is truly their theirs and they can own it and it's their idea. And that is something that will go so far. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's drinking a Diet Coke or going fishing or getting your nails done, whatever it feels special to them, that is so key. And you're obviously practicing that with Bella, which is great to see. You know, having an only child is amazing and also scary at the same time, right? Like we got divorced. She didn't ask for that. I feel it is my responsibility to not only like teach her to be as adaptable and go with the flow as possible, but also to let her know that she is a choice. You know, she's autonomous. She is her own person and it's okay to be those things. So 
I'm not doing it perfectly. Let me tell you, I've had years of co-parenting therapy and individual therapy, which has helped Mm -hmm. tremendously. But for anybody just starting out, there is that notion of like, am I fucking up my kids forever? And I always say, no, the answer to that is the divorce won't. It's how you and your co-parent decide to interact and behave thereafter that, that makes all the difference. So do you see kids in that stage? Absolutely. I mean, there are certainly families that I've worked with that I am open and honest with the parents. And I say like, you think that this is your child's issue, but this is really between you guys. And you have to figure out a way to help your child cope because your child is reacting to your behaviors and to what you are showing them. You realize that as their person, as their caretaker, they're looking to you for how to react to this brand new novel situation. They don't know what to do. I must say that a hundred times a day. <laughs> I'm sure feel, you do. How you yeah. feel is ultimately how your children are going to feel. Of they excuse from us. Yes. Absolutely. So, so it, and it's really so similar to so many other uh, situations that I work with, you know, with families for many years, I worked with families of very sick children and it's the same, it's the same thing. If you give them the opportunity to know that this is frightening, to know that this is upsetting and scary, and this is how we're going to cope with it. We're going to write in a journal. We're going to, you know, do medical play. We're going to, um, make a song about it. We're going to punch a bunch of pillows, whatever it is, they will have more coping skills, the more you do. And I know that so much of what you do, Michelle is, helping moms to self-preserve and to cope on their own. But the the important piece of that is also you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of your child. Sure. Your child is only going to cope as well as you cope. So yes, to answer your question, there have been many times where I say to parents, you know, even, you know, in situations of divorce, but also in situations of just like trying to survive in this, in, in this world of like, this is, you, you think that this is your child's issue because you're seeing it through a very specific lens, but this is actually what's going on between you two as a couple, um, or as an uncouple rather. Um, and it's your responsibility as the, as the adult to figure out your shit and to make sure that your child in turn will be able to cope in a developmentally appropriate and healthy way. I love that. Divorce is never easy. And when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events. Documentable text messaging. And an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in. That's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes add photos and screenshots, a file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place, the opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient time and date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. 
Fair allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R, fair. Subscribe at befair.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download Fair from the App Store or Google Play. Go to fair.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code Michelle to save 20% off the cost of the app. You know, I want to bring something up to you because it's time sure. relevant to me. I had a, an emergency session with a client this morning and I could tell just in her tone, like if we didn't get on the phone ASAP, she was going to spontaneously combust. She was like, I don't know what I just did. I lost it on my ex-husband in front of the kids. I said oh. horrible things. They were terrified. They had never seen me react that way, but I had a mm-hmm. moment. I couldn't pull back. What do I mm-hmm. do now? And I said, first of all, let's give yourself a little grace because she had just uncovered a whole world her ex was mm. living that was heartbreaking to her after almost 20 years. You're allowed to have this anger and this rage. Yeah, sure. And your kids are also allowed to see that you're human. What matters now is how we rebound from this. What right. would you suggest for her in terms of coming back from this ugly place she was in last night? Sure, absolutely. So I think first and foremost, what I would tell a parent in that situation is kind of what you did and validate her feelings and say like, the fact that you're reaching out about this shows that you are a great mom and that you are putting your kids first and we're, we're all human and we would all have a reaction like that. So yeah, stop beating yourself up. First of all, like you said, um, and then also it it would depend on the age of, of the kids. Do you know how old her kids are? 10 and four, 10 and four. Okay. Um, it actually, that would be two different, um, Two different, different explanations, well, right? It was two different conversations right now because okay. the son heard more. Understood. Okay, so with the ten-year-old, you have to come clean. You have to say, you know, I, you know, you're not going to say, oh, I found out that dad did X, Y, and Z, and that's why I'm so mad. But you're going to say, I found out um, some in, some information and kind of own up to it. And my feelings got really huge. And you know, sometimes when you get really angry and or sometimes when people get really angry, or maybe, you know, if it's just, if the kid is a superhero fan, you can talk about the Incredible Hulk. Always try to relate back to something that's um, familiar to the child. Um, and I didn't do the best things with, with those feelings. I just didn't make the right choice in that moment because I was just feeling so, so angry. So next time, so I'm sorry that you saw that. And I'm sorry if that scared you. I sometimes get scared too. But next time, what do you think a different thing I could do with my angry, my big angry feelings are? Maybe I should take a deep breath or yeah, like let's let's think of a replacement behavior that I could do. You're not only authentically apologizing, you're also teaching a valuable lesson in Mm -hmm. we have feelings and sometimes they get buried. And we have to be okay with not being okay sometimes. And I think we we want it, like you said, we're protecting our kids. We want to make sure everything is perfect, but that's not the real world. And I think there is, as, as much as she was beating herself up, I kept trying to focus on the fact that she just taught her child a really valuable lesson and being able to own it and confront it and not sweep it under the rug. Like, Hey, this kind of stuff happens. We have to apologize for it and move on. So exactly. I think if, if more people could take their cues from the kind of work that you're doing, we'd have so many more healthy kids coming out of divorce. Oh, I, I really hope so. You know, I think that obviously therapy is fantastic. Um, and what we do is 
somewhat similar to, to therapists. Um, we are more based though in play and in child development and helping kids to cope with these circumstances in real and practical ways. Um, and I love working with families that are experiencing divorce because I think there's so much opportunity to teach so much good out of this negative situation because there is so much hope also. Um, you know, and I think that anyone who's thinking about this experience and it feels daunting to have to share this news with your child, um, there are so many resources out there. And I think a huge part of it is also, you know, you don't want your kid, you feel like you don't want your, your kid to be the only one in their group of friends who have, have divorced parents. There are so many resources that make sure that your child does not feel isolated, does not feel alone and knows, you know, there are, I have a list of resources here that I can get to your, to your audience if they're interested, um, that just validate this situation and tell kids that, yeah, there are so many, there are a bunch of things that suck about this, but there's also a lot of things that make it okay and make my life better. And I don't have to hear my parents fighting anymore. And mom and dad are happier and I'm happier because I don't have to live in a house with so much tension or, you know, whatever it is. I can't tell you that the day that Bella came home, I want to say she was in preschool. She was four. And Mm -hmm learned about the fact that one of her good friends now had a mommy's house and a daddy's house. She was like, Oh yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> we're like sisters because you know, she was, she yeah. felt so validated and normal. Cause like I said, I was the first in my community to sure. experience this. And so now that she, now she's in a public school setting in, in kindergarten and there are I could, uh, probably five kids in her class that are in, you know, a divorce co-parented setting and, and she loves it. She, she'll talk to her friends about, so whose house are you at this weekend? And they have these really cute conversations about it. And, you know, it's important to encourage your kids not to feel shy or ashamed of this because they may find their people in their own little way that'll help them feel good about this. Absolutely. And that goes along with, you know, yourself as, as the person making the decision or going through the experience as a parent, um, rem- remembering that you should not feel ashamed and you should, you know, you need to deal, you need to figure out how to cope with your own emotions so that you can help your child cope with this in a, in a way that makes them feel positive and confident and know that everything is going to be okay. Um, you know, we, t- we talked about that before that like kids take their cues from mom and dad. So, you know, as much as it's possible in a co-parenting situation, you know, use your own coping abilities to kind of show your kids and, you know, show them the healthy ways and the positive things that can come out of this. Exactly. So for the mom who's listening, who is either on the fence and not sure if she should go because she's so worried about the kids or she's just starting Mm -hmm. a divorce journey, what is the tip of advice that you would give to her? Tip of advice is to remember that your kids are looking to you constantly for how to react and how to behave in situations. So if you are walking around the house unhappy and you know somewhere in the back of your mind that there is a better life for you, don't let the fear of your children's future hold you back because your kids are going to know, even if they're two and three years old, they're going to know that something is not right. And they're going to 
be able, as long as you can cope with this in a healthy way and provide them the resources that they need, they are going to be just fine in the end. And they're going to, you know, if you're happier being separated or divorced, they're going to be happier too, because you're going to be providing a healthier and happier home. And that's really the bottom line. Girl, you're preaching to the choir. I feel, <laughs> love that advice. And I wish we could put it on a billboard on I-95 because it is so poignant and it is so true. I'm so glad we had the opportunity to chat today. I feel Me like too. I do a part two and three. I have like, I want to make this a series because I have, there's so many more things to talk to kids about in this time of transition than just oh, yeah. the worst, right? There's new relationships, there's blending families. So we're going to have to do this again. Yeah, um, I love that. Randy, this was really a treat. Thank you. And thank you. Um, thank you for sharing everything you know. Your kids are very lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much, Michelle. I really enjoyed it. Where can everybody find you and your website too, of course? So my Instagram handle is kidcopespecialists with an S on the end. Which will be linked and, in the show notes. Awesome. And my website is the same, www.kidcopespecialists.com. And your Instagram, you, wait, Instagram you is Kid Cope Specialists. Yeah. Okay. Do you have um, any resources on your website, like blog, anything people can take? I have a bunch of resources, but I actually, I have specific resources that I touched on a little bit today that I would love to share with your audience. We can figure out how to get it to them or I can post them. I can do a post on my Instagram just of divorce um, resources. Love that. I actually have an idea for that, but we'll talk off off uh, the recording. Everybody awesome. listening, I hope you found this to be as helpful and amazing as I thought it was. We can never be too informed when it comes to how to help our kids, especially during divorce. If you have more questions for our guests, feel free to reach out to her. If you have questions for me, you know where to find me and keep it going. Keep moving on. Chat soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.